Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. Thank you for listening to Bluebells Forever podcast. And today we're doing something new and different. This is going to be a collection of interviews with the wonderful Hannah Mooney, which you have not met yet, but you will one day when you see her on stage. Hannah is a dancer at my studio and stood out to me when she took a theater class of mine when we were doing something from uh, Little Shop of Horrors to Dentist. I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl's a performer. She's so much fun. And she has been listening to the podcast and has wanted to like check out this life in Paris. What is it to be a professional dancer? So I have been excited to like work with her and like, let's get you ready to go to Paris and audition. And so we're going to do this in several parts and put it all together. But just to hear her journey, which we get to celebrate as she gets closer to auditioning. And what does it look like for a dancer to train for these shows? Those of you who have done it know what it's like and how it's changed over the years. Those of you who want to do it, it's like, here's some information of like, not just showing up totally unprepared for what you're about to do. So we are in person on my deck. So we may get some sirens and dog barking <laughs> and some random people yelling, which happens in my neighborhood, but I'm going to introduce Hannah. So Hannah, just say hi first. Hi. <laughs> See, isn't she lovely? <laughs> um, I want to ask a little bit about listening to the podcast, like what you knew about this world of cabaret and like what was it that listened listening to it made you think I kind of want to do that well before the pad podcast started was we were working on the night in Paris show and I had done like some workshops with you and I just thought it was so glamorous and it was never something that I have ever thought of doing um you know, there's always like musical theater or there's like commercial dance or anything. And so this all just like really fascinated me. And I thought it was so fun. And then you started um, talking to people that work at the Lido on the Mulan. And I loved hearing, I love hearing all of their stories and their backgrounds and like listening to their struggles um, and, you know, all the success stories and also like the heartache that they had, like they had to leave or anything. It's just, I love listening to people's stories and they all just seem like such lovely people and they all are beautiful dancers. And I just, I don't know, I want to know what it's like to, to work with these people. And they all just live these really interesting lives. <laughs> and you've listened to people currently at the Lido and you hear some of the stories back from like the sixties, like yeah. how different it was. Well, I love what? all those stories. <laughs> and I, and I love like when you said oh, what you're getting, it wasn't just like, here's some audition tips or what it is, how glamorous you, what you mentioned was some of the heart stuff that was coming out. And that made me so happy because this isn't just about like glamorizing an already glamorous life that is hard. And I love that the part that some of the things that stood out to you were the real heart stories. I'm like, yes, that's what this is more about. And I also, I mean, I had trained in ballet and everything and it was really exciting to get to use my training <laughs> and do it in a completely different way. And it's something that I feel like I can be really good at. I'm also very tall and 5'10 <laughs> and with heels on, I can be like over six foot and I just tower over people. <laughs> and so 
another thing is I just, it's really fun to know that there's other people that are like me and want to perform and connect with people. And um, everybody's got all their different like skill sets, you know? <laughs> well, and one thing when we were bringing the heels from Paris, like we're in COVID, we can't do things. I'm like, well, this is the time that you can train with people dancing at the Mulan and the Lido currently, well, while they're on a break across the world. So that to me was super fun, but you are looking at a little zoom screen <laughs> and I was watching you. Cause I'm like, cause I want you in my show. Like, okay. I want to see our dancers. Like look at this different than just jazz, just doing jazz and heels and putting some feathers on. Mm -hmm. Like there is a whole embodiment of this style. And when we did the, you guys got to be in the studio and we had Alexandra and Jonah joining us from Paris and watching you like that day in class, something clicked. And I went, ah, okay, <laughs> let's talk about Paris. Because I don't want to say like, you should audition when there's, there's more work to be done than mm -hmm. like, are you really even interested? So to see that you were like interested in the life of a professional dancer, not just like, that might be fun. Like, no, I want this. Do you know what it was that, that just shifted for you? Cause you've been taking heels, you've been taking great classes, but this is a different style and you right. somehow something shifted. Yeah. I, well, yeah. So before COVID I was doing a lot more like hip hop, jazz, funk, more like commercial style dancing. And once COVID happened, my space was limited <laughs> and, um, I, I, I took a lot from Natalia Z. I can't pronounce her last name. <laughs> Sorry, Natalia. Um, but it, I started doing more ballroom, a lot of heels, a lot of conditioning, a lot of just like different styles that I wouldn't normally do. And, and then I started taking your showgirl workshops through Zoom. And that was really fun. Um, and all of them, like you've told me, like they all describe like their movement and the structure as like being very held up, very lifted, very uh, majestic. And like, <laughs> you're a bird and your, your wings are just like stretching out. And like, I, it was so fun. But once I got into the studio, I actually felt like I had the space to do everything. And I, I don't know. I, I think it was just like training uh, in the cabaret heel style, I was so much stronger in my heels technique. I, I looked at a video from a class from 2019 versus now, cause I had to put together a dance reel and I was like, Oh my, you can see the difference in my strength and my training and my fluidity in my movement. And so, yeah, it's, I don't know how it happened, but you know, just, I think the consistency, I, I kept going, you, you kept us going. Well, that's the way it is interesting. It's not like a light just shifted, but all that hard work, all of a sudden it's like it's subtle. <laughs> it, yeah. And it's like, you're not thinking anymore. You're not trying. It's like, it's in there. Mm -hmm. And so you are, you just got cast for a cabaret in Seattle, mm -hmm. which we're going to be able to do a night in Paris and that because like yeah. everything's coming back. And I'm like, you can do that, Hannah, but please do my show too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So you, can you tell a little bit about that audition? Cause you yeah. were also more ready in a different way than you would have been before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, well, I had heard about it someone had posted like, oh, they're looking for dancers. And I had never seen this show before. Um, can I say what the show yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's the Can Can Culinary Cabaret in Seattle. And I meant to go see a show there, but uh, COVID happened. <laughs> um, but 
but I had no idea what I was walking into. And so I, for, they said, send us a dance reel, a headshot. And if you want to be considered for singing, send us a video of you singing. And I didn't have a dance reel. So I scraped together all of my like class videos and <laughs> whatever I could come up with and it caught their attention. So I went in, they sent me a recording of a routine to learn. And he said, we'll provide you a costume, which was not <laughs> it was a time <laughs> what I was that. used to. Yeah, it was a little more risque. <laughs> and so I, I had to really like let myself get myself out of my head because I just, I have to trust my technique. It was not like the most hard choreography. It was like, you know, it was jazz squares and kicks and pirouettes, you know, and it was just, they wanted to see the character. Mm. And so I had to really like get out of my head be like, okay, I'm a good dancer. I've trained for this. Yeah. And so I just, I let it, I let it out and it was over in like two minutes. They're like, do we need to see anything else? Nope okay, you can go put your clothes on. Bye. And they were like, we'll be in touch. And so I heard from them shortly, I, maybe a week later. And they said, we'd like to have you back for callbacks. And that was such a good experience. Like I got to come back and, um, I was more prepared. I knew the space. I knew who was going to be there, at least like who I was going to be dancing for. And I knew the style and I got to meet all these people like someone from Chicago, someone from Columbia, someone, and like a lot of these dancers were auditioning with us, but also have been in the shows before. And so that was comforting. And it was just such a welcoming, exciting experience. And it was the first dance thing that I really got to do with no masks because we were all vaccinated, oh, which was so exciting. <laughs> and yeah, so we were all just like learning the choreography together. It was like a normal audition, you know, yeah. you learn it, you do it a few times together, you do it in lines, you do it in smaller groups. And then, um, uh, and then they had us sing Big Spender. They had us all come forward and sing in unison Big Spender. And that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> if you've heard Hannah sing, you know, that's easy. <laughs> uh, my, I was just trying to like blend. Cause I was like, this is not a moment for me to stand out. And so I used my choral abilities and just blended in. Um, and then they texted me that same day and said, we want to hear you come in and sing for us again. I was like, okay. And so I like figured out a song that I had sang a few times. I sang black coffee and I screwed up the first time, actually. I don't know if I told you <laughs> no. that, but I, cause they were laughing and they were like, oh, thanks for being here. And I was like, no, thank you. Thank you. And I was like messing with them. And then I screwed up the first year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can we restart? And and then I sang it and I felt so confident. My hand would have stopped shaking. But yeah. I felt like I was so confident and uh, I felt like they liked me. And then I didn't hear back for like two weeks. <laughs> That's mean. I know. Uh, but they just, you know, they're moving into new yeah. space. So it's a lot. Uh, shifting from COVID to full shows. And so, yeah, it was, it was a really fun audition experience. And I felt like I did really well. And even if I didn't get it, I was so proud of myself for making myself do it because I was so scared. <laughs> yeah. When the first thing after COVID too, like when you kind of get in the habit of you're going to auditions, callbacks, it's, you kind of get a rhythm. But that first time back, I imagine was ah. yeah. the first, the first, first audition, I was mortified. Yeah. <laughs> the second one, I just had, I had a blast and I was like, I'm just glad I got to audition and dance for people with people 
and it was really fine choreography. So I do have to say we've been doing isolation cabaret. We're winding them down because we don't need them as much. We did it to keep the studio going. And I think you did, maybe you only missed one. Right? I don't, I don't think I've missed a you single missed, one. You've been to every single one. And she sings. And I actually choreographed a few things like we did, um, Dime is her girl's best friend. We did Charlie Chaplin. Did we do something else? Well, there was one with Cindy. Yeah. And like we did a showgirl thing and without a permit down in Seattle with live music. With <laughs> no a train. one kicked us out. No one kicked us out. But that was really fun. Like, hey, put the heels on. Here's some stairs. We've got Ooh, like Joel, yeah. who was like the perfect MC. But to watch each each month when you did it, like how creative. Because I think a lot of people that are really great performers, when I said live, on a Facebook thing, like, no, thank you. Like how terrifying, <laughs> but to see, because you sang with your sister a few times, like, oh my gosh, look how they're using the camera. Look how they're using their room. Look how they're <laughs> using their character. Look how they're telling a story. Because I think a lot of people, if they needed to rest and grieve during COVID, mm -hmm. but the way that like, I think you use that once a month opportunity to grow yourself. Mm -hmm. I thought I saw, I mean, you were already amazing, but I think as a performer, it pushed people in a way that wouldn't have happened if we were just doing stage like mm -hmm. how did that intimate and tell the story with limited space no yeah. props and everything to really to tell it for you so I just saw like improvement like mm -hmm. okay the people that are doing this during this time have a leg up in and a it, lot of yeah. ways it was so different for me I've always been a stage performer and camera work is so hard and so different I mean they're both hard but like it was something that I hadn't been exposed to much yet and I got to work a lot with that with zoom and I worked a lot with Natalia on like working it with the camera and yeah. I got to I got to put that into practice with the cabarets which I think also really helped me prepare for you know my performance for the can-can yeah so we're gonna make that we're gonna end this part because then we're gonna go like to follow your journey so you guys will hear the edited version, but on Patreon, we're going to show it a little at a time so we can be like in suspense to hear. So we're talking about going in November and I've reached out to Jane at the Lido. We'll see how that works timing with what they've got going. We're waiting to see if there's any in the Mulan to see if, if you can get some auditions mm -hmm. and then to go see the shows and to experience Paris. So we have some goals. Um, do you want to share what, cause like, I, I would love for you to be as prepared as can be. So that you feel really confident and we never know you know mm -hmm. you know how hard the audition is going to be but to not go in like oh i got this because i think you know it's an expensive ticket to find out you need it just a little bit more mm -hmm. so like we talked about some stuff so between now and november if that's when we end up going what what are some things you know okay this is what do my mean, like technique like yeah specifics? technique or what classes or what you're going to do to get yourself like ready for this because i think stamina oh and like technique. all the jump roping <laughs> <laughs> um yeah cardio i think is going to be big for me especially if can can is 11 minutes like you say <laughs> my nightmare um but yeah ballet i really need to get back into ballet um it's kind of like riding a bike you know yeah <laughs> it never really leaves you but yeah um specifically in ballet like extensions turns um I guess well you talked about like finishing really clean lines, clean lines like hitting things really hard because yeah. you're far away from the audience and you got to match people that's, that's one actually, of the things that feels like it's not as strongly emphasized as it yeah. used to be in a jazz class like well, exactly what is your angle and what what are you doing in that so oh, like even actually, those yeah. subtle things are like oh that's this is important that's something that I, that's a correction that I've had before where you it's more like 
finish the movement, then move on. Uh, my, uh, what I do, I like fluid movement. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I like lyrical and ballet so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, working before COVID on like hip hop and jazz funk, they are like, they, we were working a lot of like tour style choreography and it's very sharp, clean lines. Yeah. And that was something that I was trying to fix. <laughs> Which is super good because you're really humble. Because I think when, you know, like, okay, this is what I'm going to work on. And so, like, for me to give you a correction, not worry, like, but you're just perfect. You're perfect. You know, so it is like, it's going to be some work, but it's also (laughs) exciting to see how, how, like, we were working on fan kicks. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes we do things like, well, no, I never actually learned, like, how to really do this. We've just learned to do things like, oh, so here's, we'll have some goals. And as we get going into it. And then there's also Kalon. Yes. Okay. Shout out to Kaylon. Shout out to Kaylon kicking my butt. <laughs> yeah. It is like that whole body type, that like long lean muscles. Kaylon's been great in like the hip strength to be able to do mm-hmm. these things and not hurt yourself. Oh, Ankle strength or heels, like, you know, that's a, you know, you're tired, like the whole thing through the leg. So I've been doing that. And, you know, it's like not getting my 20 year old butt back, but I, <laughs> I don't have pain in my hips. I keep telling them thankful yeah. for that, but upper arm body strength is if you're mm-hmm. going to be doing lifts and partnering and fans or whatever you have to have that strength and you don't want to like but it's great because it still has like proper alignment you know it's not like typical like bicep curls or like you know whatever this is (laughs) like typical like lat pull downs yeah you know like kettlebell workouts weights and stuff it's like you're using proper ballet alignment which is good with weights so you're just like you're getting all of that strength and flexibility and if you have, if people don't know what Kalon is, they are a bunch of, uh, it's Mulan, Crazy Horse, Lido, amazing dancers that during, they were doing it before COVID, but during COVID, they just really took off and they're online workouts with beautiful, beautiful girls that they show their showgirl stuff. And then they're in their they workout. They, they make it look easy and you don't feel like a doofus because <laughs> you can't do it because so, so well done. So to end this little section, is there anything, you didn't know I was going to ask this question, but is there anything <laughs> in the interviews on the podcast that you've heard that kind of help you to know, okay, this is actually what I'm going for. Cause you've heard the old, my generation, you've heard the younger ones, like you've heard a lot of different. You know, I think one thing that really stands out is the level of respect for the dancers and just for each other. Like, I, I can just sense that from everyone that you've interviewed, like they have this immense respect for each other because you know how hard you have to work to get there. Ooh. So I think that's just, been, it's been very inspiring to me and to have that, you know, to say like, like you all, like you're incredible. Like you did that. You did this incredible thing and you should be so proud. And I would love to feel proud of myself for doing yeah, something like this. That's amazing. Cause you know, you got to work hard for it. It's not a given. And when you get to that caliber and you know, everyone around you is work their butts off to get there and you're going to be surrounded by excellence, which then keeps you going. Yeah. Like when you're in the, I think in the studios, when you're the best one at 12, because the <laughs> older kids are gone, like, yeah. okay, I kind of need to have people around me to push me. Mm-hmm. So we're going to leave this for now. Then we're going to come back after we've worked a little bit and maybe once you've gotten to the show and then kind of just follow your progress. So everybody can pay attention and like, we'll do some photos of Hannah and Sherry taking on Paris <laughs> and seeing too. all the shows and drinking <laughs> champagne after the audition. Yeah. Before. <laughs> um, so we will, I have, 
okay, I know how to work this. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for following Hannah's journey and we will be updating soon. So we are back for part oh crap. <laughs> we are back for part two of Hannah's journey. I have figured, I think my daughter named it um Showgirl in Training oh. for the Patreon. So we're gonna call it that. And we're gonna do like installments once a month just to follow Hannah's progress. So we have the amazing, obviously delight, privilege, blessing of having Hillary Sukunos, who just happened to be in our city. Um, and Hillary's been on my podcast twice and a wealth of knowledge about all things Showgirl and Lido. And to have her here in person while Hannah is preparing for this journey to hopefully go audition at the Lido and some of the other shows, you were like an amazing, um, amazing asset. So Hillary, can you just briefly introduce yourself and like where you're from, what you were doing, and then we'll kind of talk about what we, what we did together. Thank you, Sherry. So I'm originally from the Pacific Northwest and I now dance in Paris, France on one of the premier grand celebrity show palaces in Europe called the Lido de Paris, Lido. And I have always wanted to give back to my hometown community, the Pacific Northwest, my experience and this wonderful career. So Sherry, thank you so much for giving um, Showgirls the opportunity to give back, to reach out to students and to creating a platform to inform dancers about the wonderful genre, lifestyle and professional career that is cabaret and French cabaret. I was passing through Seattle. Of course, I contacted Sherry and I found that Hannah was on her own journey to do an audition tour in Europe for the great cabarets. She says, come and look at this talent, have a private lesson. Uh, so we went over audition skills, standing, walking, pivots, kicks, uh, and general pizzazz and personality. And we did a few routines that is going to be found and to to prepare Hannah for a wonderful European tour. And hopefully we'll be able to connect her to more show people in Paris, France, and just enhance her audition tour there. I'm so excited for her. It was a wonderful private lesson. Well, I'm gonna have Hannah speak in a minute, but I want to say it was really fun for me to sit in on it because I had to ask permission because I didn't want to be like, you know, <laughs> drawing attention away, but it was really fascinating to watch both what Hannah was um, experiencing because I see you in class, but I see you in a jazz class. I don't get to see you in this setting. So to be able to have the viewpoint of watching what Hillary was teaching and watching you adjust to it. Um, and then also to see things that I go, okay, here's some things we can work on, things that I saw and things that Hillary pointed out. So now we have like, okay, here's our next step. Here's what we need to do instead of, you know, spending a lot of time and energy on things that maybe aren't as important as getting some of those things that will make a big difference in an audition and for confidence instead of being like what is this world like Hillary I love that you went over the other options besides Paris like the whole thing with Americans trying to get visas it's not as easy so maybe there's another way to go about this so you were so informative because it's been a long time since I did those shows and I never thought about it. My visa was just figured out for me and I never had to worry about it. It's like, oh yeah, there's all these things that people don't tell you about as far as like moving to a different country and being prepared and what it is that I'm actually preparing for. 
That's right. It's not just about going and auditioning and landing the job. It's a strategy of how you can land permission to work and an employee sponsor for workers who don't have Schengen visa rights in Europe. Sometimes it's very easy, like if you're going to go work in Macau, China, a lot of times it's very easy to do that. Uh, I've been able to gain uh, artist visas in the UK and for France and Europe, there's a certain strategy for like to make like a landing strip. You want a soft landing and a, a ability to legally work and be comfortable and have access into the system. And so there's only certain shows that help you build that road. So that's um, working with mentors and coaches and people working in cabaret now, knowing what it what those little details are, what shows to go to, when to audition to. It's really privileged information. And right now there is no um, syllabus for cabaret. You, you have to take a little bit of ballet, a little bit of jazz, and, and what else? We don't really know. And the shows are changing. They are becoming more commercial and more uh, with contemporary choreography. And Hannah has um, a wonderful position now because she uh, was hired in a local Seattle and a well-known reputable cabaret to give her experience, which is quite uh, not rare, but it's uncommon to have such a great opportunity at a local level when you're not in Vegas or you're not in Atlantic City or New York. So I think that's going to give great uh, reference to her resume, which we're going to be looking at so we can make sure that she has a, a strong presentable resume that makes sense in Europe because they do CVs differently over there. You know, what is the current thing to put in a headshot? Is it color? Is it black and white? Do you need a full body? What about your Instagram? Are the directors on Instagram looking at you? What do you need to do your demo reel? Uh, video auditioning where we just left a pandemic. We're still in it. Is that still a thing? So I think what Sherry, what you're doing, Hannah, uh, you're so eager. You're a wonderful student to absorb everything. And it's just a very exciting um, moment, uh, especially as we emerge from the pandemic, to try to knock on the doors of these great cabarets in Europe for an American dancer. Yeah, there was so much good information there. And I think um, whoever listens to this can to follow and get excited for Hannah, but also no, there is an option because I think some people it's just overwhelming. Like, how do you how do you do this? And they don't really have anybody to help figure out how to do it because you can just email and you might not get a response or you don't get any, like you said, that landing. So I want to ask Hannah how that was for you to get to work with a recent showgirl, not as a seasoned showgirl, <laughs> but somebody's actually currently in that world, and to get to have that critique and yeah. see where you are in this. Well, it's. I'm so grateful to have you both, honestly, to have you to have connections with Hillary. <laughs> and um, Hillary, it was such an honor to work with you. And um, I'm excited to work with you again. And you just gave me so much <laughs> really good information and also history about Showgirl and, you know, just some background and gave me uh, some tips on like the mechanics of how my body works, but also gave me really good like encouragement and feedback of like what I'm doing well also. So yeah, I feel like I have a good start. So Hannah, you are 5'10". Yeah. I'm 5'9". You have a great long legs. You have a great personality. And I think to have a, a as Sherry said, a, a coach in a sh current show who knows what, what the personality is. We don't know what the casting director is thinking 
but we can, you know, can't predict the future, but we can try to anticipate the needs and the wants and how to style your hair, what to wear, what makes you look current, um, and how to just increase that chance. We got some noise. It's also this is life right now in COVID. So we're going to do a private. We're we we're looking at um, Hannah's kicks and that we need to get them consistently up there up higher. And I'm a massage therapist. So I'm like, let's take a look at some mechanics that might be stopping it. Not just like we'll just kick higher. It's like we have like several months to get her body to do it safely. So you know how many kicks are in those shows. And if you have anything that is going to hold you back for an injury, like let's take care of that now so that you're super solid and we're going to just work on consistency. And then, you know, then we'll see what next month brings up for the next thing to get her closer. But um, yeah, we have enough good things to work on just from that hour we spent with you. And it was really, like I said, a privilege for me to watch instead of turning into the mirror and look around and just actually sit and watch like, oh, I've never seen this with your hips before mm -hmm. until I actually got to sit and really watch. So Hillary, thank you for taking the time to do this. I hope you have a great rest of your time over, over here on our side of the country. And uh, I'm so looking forward. Hannah and I are going to hopefully be there November and we'll get to see you in the show and um, be ready for some noise from our, our table. <laughs> this is great. Thank you so much. It's a privilege to be a showgirl coach and I'll see you in Europe. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. And we're going to make sure we do this correct this time. Okay. We are back for Bluebells Forever Showgirl in Training, which I like that name. I didn't know what to call it. My daughter suggested I'm like, it's good because you are a showgirl in training, a dancer, mm -hmm. always training, always. But the showgirl thing is not like you didn't grow up like at three years old as a showgirl in training. Yeah. <laughs> thing later in life. Yeah. Uh, so we left it off because we um, had Hillary here and some things to work on. And she did, a, we didn't talk about the private. She did come back and do private with you, do yeah. a video. Mm -hmm. And we, I want to touch on that a little bit. But I also want to talk about the can-can because mm -hmm. we had said that you'd audition. And now you've had rehearsals, a show open amidst, um, amidst, wait, is that a word? It is isn't. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, and then I saw the show last night and then the masks were just added like that weekend. So yeah. I just, I would love to hear about your journey of rehearsals and being uh -huh. on stage and then all of my perspective of seeing it. Yeah. But how about just a little bit about your time with Hillary of what you got out of that, that maybe helped you have a little bit more defined purpose of what, what you're going for. Yeah. Oh, it was lovely. I mean, basically she came back for the second private. Have you talked about the first one yet? The first one, she just came and kind of assessed my body and where, where my training was at. And she gave me some great things to work on. I think we did. We yeah, we did that with her. Yeah. Um, and so she came back um, the next week so that we could record a dance reel to send to, I forgot her name. You gave me, it was Lindsay something. Oh, Leslie Bandy. Leslie Bandy. For the Macau uh, show. Yeah. Uh, and so she came back and we recorded some stuff for ballet, some like basic like plies, batmas and like turns and some showgirl walks. She gave me a combo and she recorded it all. And she was just really lovely and helpful. And um, yeah. And so I have all these clips that I haven't sewn together yet because life just went a million miles an hour after that. Yeah. But um, once Do you remember some together, of the critiques she gave you that were helpful that you're working on? Yeah. Oh, um, well, after you had worked on my hip, you'd done like the myofascial stuff on my hip. She noticed uh, like my hips like were way better. She was like, oh, wow, your kicks have like improved like three, you know, three times over in a week. She's like, you're going to be in great shape. And I had also been doing some of the exercise that she had shown me. Um, some of the other, oh, um, just like the overall presence and energy was something that I was really working on and continue to work on still. Mm. But yeah, 
um, I really felt like in a week I had improved a lot from what she had given me. I think seeing her too, because you can be told things, but when mm-hmm. you see someone do it really well, you're like, oh, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. So we don't do that in class here, that kind of presence. So to see someone as they're teaching do it was like such a, a gift that you can't get mm-hmm. on Zoom and you can't get by someone just telling you how to use your face. Well, and that's something kind of off the side too, is just like learning online was really hard. And I, I learned so much just by seeing like in, even in a gestural and like in demeanor, like just like the way that she was like lifting her eyebrow even, yeah. or just like something so subtle. I pick up on that and yeah, there's just so much that she had to offer and I soaked it all up. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. So then we had talked a little bit about the audition for the can can you felt uh-huh. really good. Like you felt yeah. ready and prepared. And then you started rehearsals. So this is the cabaret in Seattle. And do you know how many it seats? It's like a, very intimate. And it's a new theater they moved into. Right. And well, we had just added this week. There's like a VIP section that had like a 12 top table up there. I think um, without social distancing, it could seat up to like 160. Don't, okay. don't quote me on that. But <laughs> But it's like double the amount as the last camp camp that was even more intimate. Because I've been to, oh my gosh, at least three Mm -hmm. locations. And and this one, it feels like you're going underground. It does Mm -hmm. feel like there's this like, like almost like the speakeasy or something. Mm -hmm. It has this really great vibe, even just because it's down by Pike Place Market. And and I was excited to see you and I know Isaiah in the show. And so Mm -hmm. just knowing that this was like, the fact that you got it, you were auditioned and you nailed it. It's insane. Uh, (laughs) So what was the, like the rehearsal process? And also like, I want to talk about like the costumes, because if you're going to dance in Paris or Vegas or any of these shows, you're not like in the, a leotard or I mean, you're minimal. (laughs) It's much more glamorous than a leotard. (laughs) It's more fun. Um, Yeah. It's the rehearsal process was interesting because they were pulling um, pieces from past shows and adding a few new, having some previous dancers and singers and some new, also adding in a swing. They had never done that before. Um, and so their process was like adding them in throughout the rehearsal instead of having like one swing rehearsal. It was like, okay, let's run the Wednesday cast and the Thursday cast and the weekend cast, which they did amazing with the swings. Um, Erica and Chris are just fabulous. And like, that would be so difficult. Your head would be spinning. Erica runs my track. She has Jasmine's track and she also does Richard for a night. So how big is this cast? Just to give people a perspective. This is a smaller venue. It's Mm -hmm. a smaller cast. It's an intimate cabaret. Yeah, it's, so there are six people in the show in a night and then there's two swings. So Um, it's small, (laughs) but, um, there's so much energy and I felt so welcomed, like from the minute I got there, uh, it was different. I, I just hadn't, I had no idea what to expect. I wasn't sure if there's going to be like an orientation, like here's how things are going. Like this is, this is the way things will be run. It was kind of like hit the ground run because I mean, we only had, we had four weeks till opening and then they extended it, but like that we were under the whole building was under construction as we were doing rehearsals. And so like it, we did, everything was just like changing constantly. So you really had to be on your toes. You had to be okay with change, like schedule wise and with Mm. costumes and with, you know, we didn't get to run, I didn't get to run costumes until the day of my show. Really? We got, we met there at like three in the afternoon and we ran it with costumes for the first time. And I didn't, I wasn't there for our first two openings. My swing was in for me. Mm. And so I wasn't into Thursday, but yeah, I was so stressed out, but 
it all worked out. It was great. I mean, everybody knows that they're, they've done it enough times that they're good at facilitating and helping you out when you need it. So it was really a crazy start. <laughs> and you guys had one opening without masks. And then with mm -hmm. the, the mask mandate. We actually had two weekends without Oh, yeah, masks. two weekends. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then it was a decision because of Delta's going out. But it, the mask mandate is not fully in effect. But you, they chose to go ahead and go yeah. for it then. You guys are super intimate. Yes. In that. So, like, and I was surprised because, I mean, they were beautiful. I wore my sparkle mask. I didn't know you all were wearing them. Uh -huh. But it was like, I think we're so used to mask face that I thought it was going to bother me not to see the rest of your face. But the way, as a performer that you're using your your eyes and you can tell there's more going on it go it actually didn't bother me it actually felt like it was still seeing people's personality and it mm -hmm. was performance but that's not performance that you've done that kind of style before right like holding on to the the pipes and like balancing on yeah. the rail and like putting your booty oh, yeah. in people's faces and like <laughs> it's very i want to say cheeky it's cabaret it is cheeky yeah it's great it's really great it's fun. not like and when i do it and like the whole costumes like being in pasties like i said like it's it feels like I'm wearing a glittery costume. It doesn't, yeah. it feels like it's something that I put on. It doesn't feel like it's something that I'm taking off, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, it feels yeah. like there's feathers and there's glitter and there's music and there's, you know, there's just so much, you know? <laughs> How did you feel out there when you're all like, realize you're on stage, you're doing your dream thing, you're getting paid now. This is your first paid? It know? is, it's my first, well, kind of. I, I had like a small musical theater thing, but this is the first one that's like paid me well. Right. So I really feel like professional because they treat me like one. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a, a treat you like one is a big part. Yeah. But you're like featured and I do have to say your solo, you sang, <laughs> and I love it, it was Jessica Rabbit, Rabbit style. Like, uh -huh. Why don't you do right? Is that the name? It's, of it's called Do Right. Do Right, yeah. I love that song. Peggy Lee sang it. I've, I've done a version of Shanae O'Connor and it's like, it's the sexiest song, mm -hmm. but there's, there was things where you were wearing less clothing and it was a different sexy. You were like in a full on, like, yeah. it was beautiful. And you, it was so full costume, full feather boa. <laughs> and you worked it. I want to say like, cause I'm like watching you go, okay, we're going to, we're going to go to Paris. We're going to see if we can get you some auditions. But I'm like, okay, she is a diva on that stage without being a diva. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> without being like, well, and that's something that I also kind of wanted to tell you was like, um the rehearsal process uh you know our choreographer gives us choreography but it is up to the performer to bring it to life and that's something that I really understand now and shout out to my friend Jasmine in the show she pulled me aside and was like hey just if you're if you're ever feeling like you need to talk to me or you have a question or whatever like I want to be someone that you can talk to and oh. she's been so amazing and welcoming but she said like one thing that she did that realized that like they really appreciated that she would create her own like vision of the number. She would create her own, like my arm goes here and I wink there. And she was like, if you can do that and show them like your vision of what this looks like, they will be wow. And so I was like, oh, wow, that's really helpful. And so like when I get, it came to my solo and I was like, okay, I, I should like do this here. She like my choreography was like walk here, stand here, but it's up to me to bring the character to life. And yeah. that was the first time that I've ever had to do that. And it really, it made it feel like it was mine. And I got to take creative liberties, like both vocally and like, you know, choreographically. And it was, it was really empowering. And like, it's like, oh yeah, like I can totally do this. I just have to, I have to give myself permission to take liberties. So well, that was the thing is because like, we don't, people don't know you're a singer that mm. are listening to Oh yeah, <laughs> amazing singer. Like I had that surprise. Like seeing you in dance class and heard you sing. I'm like, what? So when you audition, that is something you could audition as a singer that that dances or you know, like it is great if people know both sides of you because mm -hmm. like your voice to have you in that environment. Like this is where Hannah needs to live. Like on mm -hmm. the stage, 
but there were little subtle things you did that I like I appreciate that because I think when someone like you sexy there's like a false sexy mm-hmm. or or you know it's like doesn't feel like it's really them there was just things you did like I could there was one thing you just stepped off and the way you used your hip and it was like so classy sexy mm-hmm. and that's why I think that it fits that showgirl thing too like mm-hmm. it, that shows there you're you know there's like this whole like I'm not giving everything away here you come to me that's where I felt like you were totally um a star up there but it was like not just a singer singing because sometimes you're like just move a little bit or when they do it just feels like it's kind of choreographed I think all your heels training all the showgirl stuff it was like it, it all got to come together in that solo and I was saying the guys next to me were like you know, hooping and hauling, but that one was like they're going damn <laughs> but it was like a respect like not like I you know like oh, I couldn't have that yeah. she's like too like wow it was a fun number because I really feel like I'm in control <laughs> yeah yeah well I think that's come up a lot with some of the people I've interviewed too is like you're nobody's going to approach you you're in control you walk off when you're ready you're not like and you even handle like we had you had some admirers after we were sitting there and how do you handle that because that's a thing like there used to be like the you know the guys like I want to date the showgirls and they're waiting and you have to say thank you very much I'm going to my car and not offend them you can't be but it was like you handled so well like you're ready you're ready for sure. I had mama <laughs> sherry with me <laughs> I was like that's my daughter get away um, but I'm really proud of you I just to see you. like you up there doing like it looks like you were just made to do and then we are hopefully going to go in November mm-hmm. we're kind of watching with the cases and also just to see we want to make sure the shows are open we don't want to travel to Paris and go the shows had to close because yeah. of this variant. So we're going to wait and see. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at tickets. But if that's the case, we have September, October to keep training. Mm-hmm. And if we don't go till spring, we can have new goals. But mm-hmm. like between now and then, because you're working your butt off in the show, but you've been getting to class, you've been taking ballet. Yeah. And that's, that's been a whole other thing too, is finding that balance between training and working in a show because normally it's been like working as like a service worker of some kind like barista or like a desk job and now it's like my job is like very physical and so finding time to be like active outside of it without exhausting myself you know finding that great balance it's hard yeah well (laughs) I think you've got a leg up Literally, literally. But if, they're like, <laughs> if they come from the ballet world, they haven't been able to perform this style before. So mm. they can be really technical, but then the, the performance part or like how do you like, use mm-hmm. your eyebrows and your eyes when your face is covered? Like you've mm-hmm. already done that. So all this is great experience for how to be a performer. Quick changes. Like, you know, when you have oh, some license to do your own thing, when you have to be doing what everybody else is doing and then still taking class because what a lot of this I keep looking at the camera like you guys can see me <laughs> people sometimes get into the professional world and they don't take class anymore and then when there's more opportunities that come up sometimes you're just not ready or you just are done growing mm-hmm. which a lot of dancers did you know still train because not just for the next job but they just don't they don't want to just be there even mm-hmm. if you never get to perform the other things you're learning it just makes you a better mm-hmm. performer so yeah. any, anything just on the last little nugget here of what you've gotten out of between it's our last okay. interview, it's been a whole month, but it's been a lot. It has been a lot. I'm just, I'm just honestly so grateful. And like to have all of this, like has fallen into my lap kind of, and like running with it, it's, it's been so rewarding and exciting. And like, I'm just excited to see like where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> like I've got three more shows booked at the can-can and I don't know. Those will probably all be very different experiences too. Yeah. Cause you get to be at the triple door for the Halloween one, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the stage I want to 
keep putting it out there. That's yeah. why I want to bring my show. It's, it's gorgeous. I'm so excited. That doesn't start till October though. Yeah. So you're going to be busy, busy. Mm -hmm. And then don't, don't stop taking classes. Nope. Clean <laughs> everything that you can. Yeah. So thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Sherry. And uh, that's only the patrons get to hear this, but when it's all done, it's going to be all strung together so people can listen to the journey from our first one all Yay! the way to the audition and then after. And they can we can rate all the good food in Paris and tell everybody about oh, all the I'm food. So we eat. excited, <laughs> Paris food. Thank you. thank you. We are back for part four with showgirl in training, Hannah Mooney. So you're not really just a showgirl in training. You're actually a showgirl on the stage now, a professional dancer. I don't know if I could say I'm a showgirl yet. <laughs> you're showing that you're a girl. I'm a performer. <laughs> so, I mean, we talked a little bit. You had auditioned for, I feel like maybe one of the episodes. I don't, maybe I hadn't seen it yet, but I did come see the show yeah. a couple weeks ago and I saw you in action. I saw you do your amazing solo. I saw you work your stage presence and, and just to get you by yourself on, just to have a whole solo. Featured on you, like, okay, well, you can hold that spotlight and you can hold, captivate the audience. And there were some few, a few boys sitting next to me that were making <laughs> passes after. So how has that been? We're going to just kind of tiptoe to that and then we're going to go back to it when we actually go back and do a follow-up on that. So you are now a professional dancer getting paid. Yeah, I think we touched on it in our last interview a little bit, uh, but it's, it's just been a blast. It's been very educational. It's been it's just been a wild ride and like we're in rehearsals for our November show right now. And they already had rehearsals for their Halloween show. My Halloween show rehearsal starts in October. All of the, we're always rehearsing as we're performing. And that's been interesting. <laughs> and tiring. And exhausting. Yeah. And hard to plan around, you know, cause it's in Pike place and I live farther out and like, you got to figure out parking and you've only got a couple hours in between to go get food, get your makeup on. And, Cause I like to show up with my makeup done so that I can just relax when I get to the theater. Um, so just like planning around this career has been interesting. <laughs> well, then if you get into one of these shows in Paris, those shows run for a really long time, but they do do new things. Like there's going to be a promo stuff. So they are learning. They're not just doing the show forever. So there is mm -hmm. that thing of like, let's keep mixing it up a little bit so you don't get bored. Right. So we watch video. So just mm -hmm. to preface this, we thought we were coming in November, but the United States is now locked out. <laughs> we can't mm -hmm. get to Europe. Not allowed. <laughs> Not allowed. But that kind of worked out in our favor for a few other things. Mm -hmm. We were trying to make that decision. So it was made for us. Mm -hmm. So now instead of leaving in November, which would give us September and October to get ready, we now probably March. So there's more things to work on. And so what I thought would be fun is to pull up some videos of, of some of these shows that you've never seen. And to say, here's here's what these shows are, because I know you've been listening to the podcast and you've heard about Don Art and Miss Bluebell, and you've had some heels classes with some of the current cast mm -hmm. of the Mulan and it. Lido. So we watched Hello Hollywood, Hello. And then I found all kinds of just clips from the new Perry Merveille, and, and but also like we watched Panache and maybe Ali Lido, a couple other ones we pulled up. So this is your first time seeing one of these, and that's an old video of Hello Hollywood Hello. So what was your take on that, of seeing that? Yeah, it was, I, I expected, you know, I, I understand it's from the 80s. And so I kind of knew like the video quality wouldn't uh, express what the actual show is like. And I'm sure it was larger than life. And it was, I mean, like even through the, the screen though, like you can just see like, I mean, like the gorgeous costumes. I just, you, you explain it like, but you can't understand until you actually see it, like how gorgeous they are. 
and how gorgeous the dancers are and how, like and then they had like magic in it I didn't even know like what the show was going to be like I was like oh it's like structured like a ballet but there's magic and there's disco and there's animals and there's like <laughs> people hanging from the ceiling and <laughs> old saloon style girls with a mattress on her back <laughs> so it was it was super fun to see I I was really excited to watch it with you um I I think that I like the newer ones better um like I just think I like the structure. I think I'm used to like Can Can is very intimate setting. Lido has a smaller stage than what you danced on. And so I like how personal it can be and how mm -hmm. you can really see the expressions on their faces and um, you really feel the energy because they're right there. Yeah. <laughs> so back in Hello Hollywood, hello. Like, did you have any favorites? Oh, sorry, it's my dog shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the space numbers. The disco queen and the space queen with the disco ball head. <laughs> they were, I just, I loved those costumes and yeah. I just have a soft spot in my heart for disco. <laughs> and so I, I really loved that number the best, I think. <laughs> that was a fun, fun one to do. Yeah. So any hello, Hollywood, hello. So that would include Constance and Stephanie Lawton. I think there's a couple other hello, Hollywood that are patrons. Oh. Listening to this. So that's our tender spot is that show. But things have changed. Like there is something of the, Contemporary, which when I went to the reunions, some of the older gals had a hard time with things being changed and like, why is their hair down there? And there was as many feathers. I loved how contemporary the new show is and also what is expected of those dancers, like amazing. But we also got to get some better quality video and mm -hmm. up close to the faces. So I just want to know your take on that of seeing like how these girls perform. Cause you know, yeah. musical theater, you don't, you don't do those faces. This is a, a unique yeah. way that, they perform and we get to see up close and really see their magic. Yeah, it's very, it's a very subtle flirtation that I noticed like in the newer shows, like it's not over the top, like winking and like, eh? <laughs> like it, there's a subtlety to it, which is why it's so enticing. Um, but there is the energy, you know, the energy behind their face and like the, the intention is there. And that's what I love. You know, because if that's not there, then it's like you, you're a beautiful dancer, a beautiful body, but like there's nothing behind it. You have to have the intention. And I feel like in the older one, Hello, Hollywood, Hello, um, it would be really easy to be lost in the sea of spectacularness. <laughs> like just like, the, like I said, the costumes, the lights, the orchestra, the magic, the sparkles, everything like it'd be really hard to keep up with all of that. And so I understand, mm. but yeah, with a smaller show, I mean, smaller, it's still, <laughs> it's still a large show. Um, but I feel like you really have to stand out more because it's a smaller cast and, um, you know, people keep up in their games. Like people keep getting better and better since, the, since the eighties, you know, right. and they're still getting better. Like competition dances are insane too. <laughs> That's like, true. Yeah, what's expected of dancers is different. So yeah. Like, and then we didn't pull out the videos from the 60s and oh <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so we there's also we're gonna um have more months to, to do this series. Mm -hmm. So next I asked Hannah to pick a couple people that she would like to have a a one-on-one -on -one Zoom, like ask a showgirl anything. So she's not gonna announce that yet. She's gonna let me know. So there'll be a few of those episodes that we're gonna get back in the studio and we're gonna work on some things. So there's things you already knew, like we're gonna work on your kicks. Some of that is just some hip stuff that we mm -hmm. need to kind of figure out your alignment stuff, which is 
fixable and then like to make sure we're, you're set up to not injure yourself. But when I explain some of these things, it's hard for me and my 61 year old body to explain. Like now you go, oh, that's what you meant by pull up. That's what you meant by extending your legs. So right. when you take this into the studio and we work on it, is there anything that, that clicks like, okay, here's where I want to go with this. Right. Well, I mean, after working with Hillary and seeing like these dancers, like, and seeing how their extended arm, just like, they're so long. And like, I know you've talked about it and it's like, I just gotta like keep repeating it in my brain. Like, I just, you gotta like give yourself that extra two inches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I mean, this talk, cause it's interesting. Like if you had never seen disco, like what somebody can tell you about it and teach it to you, but until you see someone who embodies it, mm -hmm. it's a nice, like, oh, that's nice. I can do that choreography like, oh, right. that's what that looks like when someone is really good at it. And I really feel like I've gotten a lot of that in my body. There's still a lot more growth to be had, but I, after like studying it and like seeing like Hillary working with her, I feel like it's, it's getting more familiar in my body. Yeah. yeah. This is a really weird thing to work on. They want to work on because you saw how huge that stage was. Mm. And also, you know, how you have to work on the small stage you have, because there's something like you have to take up just as much work. You have to have all that energy on a small stage, but how you take it like the Lido stage, where now you have room to really travel and move, which you don't have where you are, but you can still be big and mm -hmm. how you don't get lost in the giant stage and just become one of the many. Right. Like to take that energy, like on, on that kind of a, when you go to Paris and see those shows, like you can see that person way in the back. because It's not that big. And that person better be giving me that's you heard me yelling at people at the screen like <laughs> yeah were you sleeping that was like people weren't their legs were extended I can't yeah. you can't not see that where maybe people got away with it because they were far away but it's like no no no. there's no reason to ever not be full out right that might be the night they're recording not that that should be a reason but <laughs> right there is things that I go oh god let's work on that girl's pancakes why are her shoulders yeah. so I don't think I was a super critical person back then and now I look at it as a teacher I'm like okay here are some things that will make that look better so mm -hmm. we get to do that before you get there yeah. Because you saw that cam can. You saw the stamina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's what we're going to work on. So I'm going to ask you to say anything in French as we say goodbye. Uh, merci beaucoup. Au revoir. <laughs> si, si bon. So we, I don't think we were trying to figure, I think this is number six installment of Showgirl Training. This is for our patrons, but it's also going to be released on Bluebells Forever, the regular one of Hannah's journey to get ready to go to Paris to audition. And we met with Hillary Sukanos and gave her some great tips. We did a private with her. She's watched videos of Hello Hollywood, but also I think we might've watched Coco Rico, but we watched Panache a little bit so she could learn a little bit of the history and the style. But today we have Michelle Jennings. Oh God, Michelle Brown Jennings. I'm just gonna get that flipped around. Who, in, you, and have you tell a little bit about what show you were in, but I met you at the reunion because of Kristen Grace, who teaches for me. You, her your daughter danced with her right so all these little overlaps and we're right here at Westlake Dance Center where Kristen Grace is teaching right now while we're recording so that's fun yes and then uh we I had you come in for the heels master class that I did with three other teachers and I just said I'll just ask her maybe she'll say yes people <laughs> talked about it Michelle people because I was like Michelle, come forward and bevel and all you had to do was stand there and bevel and people clapped for you oh and I had <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get my shoes buckled because my hips don't turn that way. So I couldn't even put my heels on. So I was like, thank God for Michelle to demonstrate. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Sorry. Yeah. So actually tell, tell us what shows you were in for those who have not heard your interview. 
Yeah, sure. So I started in 1983 and I started in Cocorico. And then uh, in 85, I was in Panache. Both in Paris at the Lido de Paris, correct? Yes. And you are from where? From Sydney, Australia. Yeah, it's a little bit of a journey. And sure. now you live maybe an hour away from me. And we've gotten together just now because we can, because we live on, in the same area, which is so fun. I know. So then yeah. when Hannah gets in the show, we'll go to Paris and we'll watch the show together. So she's be- going <laughs> to... I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. Hannah's going to ask you some questions. I'm just going to move out of the way. So there you go. Don't right. be nervous, Michelle. She's prepared this. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks. Um, yeah, so I just got to talk to you a little bit after the workshop that we did together. Um, and I just, I'm really excited to talk to you more about your career. Uh, the first question that I have for you is, uh, what was your favorite part of being a showgirl, specifically a bluebell? Okay. So for me, my, I think my favorite part was, um, obviously being in the show and wearing beautiful costumes and also being a part of a elite dance group. There aren't that many girls that have the opportunity to join a show like that. And I felt it was very prestigious and um, I felt very special. And I knew it was an honor and a privilege to be on that stage. So for me, that was, you know, the part that I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, what was your favorite part of living in Paris? You lived there for six years, right? Yes. So I, I have to say the favorite part, I think, was, you know, you're, you're doing the show at night. When I first got there, I, I, have, I, was, only, I was very young, so I had never um, really traveled much. And I was in rehearsals and I was living with two other girls, which was a lot of fun. And once we had finished rehearsals and we're in the show and you kind of get your feet a little bit and you sort of get used to the show, know what you're doing, you, ha- you have more time, more free time. So we would uh, get up, get all dressed up because we never went out dressed that, you know, not dressed up, put on our makeup and just basically sightsee, go for a coffee, have dinner and then go do the show and then do it all again the next day. And it was, you know, Paris is a beautiful city. So it was wonderful just experience living in Paris, um, eating great food. After the show, we would go to restaurants late at night, which was really amazing. You know, two, three o'clock in the morning, you can have a full meal in a restaurant and there was lots of people and a lot of show people actually. So that was a lot of fun. Um, And yeah, just experiencing that culture. That sounds so glamorous. <laughs> it, well, it felt glamorous. It really did. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, and that's kind of the culture over there too, is to eat later, right? Because I'm saying like Correct. now I'm in my show and we get out at like midnight or one and nothing's open. <laughs> so we just go home. Right. right. Yeah. And, and there the city never sleeps really. I'm sorry. My dog is barking. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. Um, oh, okay. What part of your dance slash performance training do you feel prepared you the most for your career? Well, uh, for me, I was very lucky as, um, 
a performer to be in a dance studio where you did, you know, ballet, tap and jazz. And then we, uh, I was doing at least, you know, four lessons a week and then all day on Saturday. Um, and that was accumulation of private lessons plus group lessons and then your um, exam lessons for ballet and tap. And so um, we were dancing a lot. And then also on the weekends, on school holidays, and also when we were not on school holidays, like vacation, we would uh, perform in competitions. So we got a lot of performance experience. And I think that really helped me as, as a performer because I went straight from high school to performing on stage. And I didn't feel that I was out of my, um, it wasn't, you know, unusual to me because I had performed so much as a child in a kind of a competition situation. And then also in Australia, we do, um, I was exposed to a lot of shows, uh, uh, live shows like pantomimes and Christmas shows. And my, my parents would take me to um, uh, musicals. So I was constantly seeing live shows all the time. And I feel that uh, that really helped me perform on stage. I have like another question that just came up as you were saying this. Sure. Um, do you, did you have anyone in the cast that kind of like took you under their wing? Was everyone really like welcoming or did you feel like really nervous, like being a part of like a cast that was already there? Um, I never felt nervous. It was, it was very, um, I think I was, you know, being so young and naive, I, I just was loving it. And I felt that the, the girls were really helpful and yes when I first moved there I lived with um you know when you first arrive you don't have an apartment so they because I was so young they put me with somebody and she you know definitely helped me understand how to get on the metro and how to do this and how to do that and obviously I didn't speak the language so mm -hmm. they there were a lot of girls that were very helpful in translating and then um I met my two friends that I lived with and we just did everything together and helped each other out. And when it comes to being on stage or backstage, yes, the girls were really helpful. Everyone's, um, you know, we're all in the same position. So uh, everyone understands. And it was a very, um, I felt like it was a, a great fun family uh, environment back there and the dresses were very helpful um, super sweet and sometimes you know there was lots of crazy moments and funny moments and it was um, a great experience uh, I never felt myself that I you know had any trouble backstage with anybody or um, I was nervous you know, maybe on my first few nights, obviously I was nervous, but mm -hmm. once you get, uh, get past that, it's, it becomes clockwork and then you just get to enjoy going on stage. Mm -hmm. I just have one more question. Uh, if you could go back and tell your younger self any piece of advice, what would you tell her? Um, I think knowing what I know now, I would travel more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, because I was Australian, I spent a lot of my time 
uh, going back to Australia, using up on my vacation for that. Mm -hmm. But I would definitely travel and see more of Europe. Um, I think uh, I don't regret anything except for maybe that a little bit. But uh, I tried to do as much as I could. I always tried to learn new things and um, maybe learn more new things. Um, But I felt my experience there was what I wanted it to be and what I expected it to be. But telling somebody that hasn't done it, going there, I would say, enjoy it. Um, It's a fantastic experience. Learn as much as you can and learn other things outside of, um, you know, the dance world while you're there. Maybe, you know, take uh, a language class or Mm -hmm. just anything else you're interested in while you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I have sure. a question since you're on here um, yeah. because it's called Bluebells Forever. And a lot of us that did the shows, a lot of people never met Miss Bluebell. So some of us, like I worked in Hollywood and Reno, I knew who she was. I auditioned, but then I left not really understanding who she really was as the, as a person, as the founder of this. So you got to work directly with Miss Bluebell. Is there right. any little bit of wisdom or I guess, appreciation for Ms. Bluebell that you could pass on? Because I think the younger people get it more than some of us in those middle generations of who she really was and why being called a Bluebell is really an honor. Yeah, I was thinking about that today, actually. And what came to me was with Ms. Bluebell, it was always about being classy. She always wanted you to be very classy whenever we were out in public. And um there was always a certain standard. And I think that's, you know, uh, what separates us from a lot of, you know, smaller shows that are out there is the class and the elegance and, um, oh no, a bluebell girl doesn't do that or act that way. That's, that's how I felt it was as a bluebell. We always had this standard that we had to adhere to especially when you know we're out doing television uh, performances and you know even just getting on a bus and how we walked out of the Lido and I think people noticed that um and that's what I felt Miss Bluebell expected of us and wanted uh people how she wanted people to see us as these beautiful elegant women hmm that's a perfect way to end so yeah. you and I are going to go see this is uh, Halloween that Hannah is performing at Triple Door. So we're going to keep watching her grow and bud. She's already an amazing performer, but the more chances you get to perform, the better and better you get. Yes. So well, I'll I was seeing. I'm sorry. When I was uh, doing class with Hannah, the class where I almost died. <laughs> And I was like, oh my goodness, I haven't worn heels in a long time. I felt like I was dancing next to another beautiful showgirl. So, oh, that's so sweet of you. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. We're going to post the video of the three of us, but it wasn't supposed to be on me in the middle. It's just where Yoshi was filming. So I'm like, this is about Hannah, but it's camera. But then we did get both of you in there because I would have loved to have someone just like video. uh, Yeah, you two working that together. So. Um, Thank you for doing this, Michelle. I will see you tomorrow morning. I'll see you Saturday and I'll be seeing you for another interview. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. you. Have a good night. So I lost track of which uh, episode we're on, Hannah, but I know that we've been doing this for several months called uh, Showgirl in Training. And so 
I don't have to go into it because that'll all be in the intro, but we have today by your choosing, because I asked you to ask two past bluebells or current bluebells to do an interview. And so you did Michelle, who was from generations before, because that's very different. And then to ask a current bluebell, because if you really do want to go audition, you need to know like what's happening now, not what happened back in my glory days, which won't help you much. So we have Savannah by your choice of who you wanted to interview. So hi, Savannah. Hi, Hannah. And then Hannah, can you, can you say again why you chose Savannah to, to be your questioned bluebell? Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I heard her interview on your podcast and I thought it's so special that you have not one, but two family members in this business. Um, and then I started following you on Instagram and I saw all your classes that you would post and just your dancing is just so beautiful and inspiring. So I just, I wanted to talk to you. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, I'm happy to help you with anything. So fire away. So, so, so I was just going to ask you questions. Right, I'm going to ask you some questions. So my questions are kind of about like, well, they're about your job. And I'm just really curious about what life is like. And I also get just kind of, I don't remember. Did you always want to be a showgirl? I did. Um, <laughs> I don't think I knew it all the time, but it was always there. And um, I remember watching my auntie more than my mother because, you know, when it's your mom, it's your mom and you don't watch her so much. So I was watching my auntie a lot um, because she was at the Moulin Rouge and I was like, this is what I want to do when I'm older. So, yeah, it's been basically what, since I was maybe 13. That's so special. Um, what was your audition process like? Like, was it a big audition or was it like a one-on-one audition or like how many people were there and what they have you do? Well, I arrived in Paris the day of the big audition, so I didn't make it. And my mother got in contact with uh, Jane Sansby because for emailing purposes. And she asked if it was possible for me to do a private audition. And it was possible a couple of days after. And so the audition was on my birthday and I did it with two other girls. So there was three of us all together. We came to the front of the Lido, Petra, who also is still working at the Lido. She's in the management. She came to get me and the two other girls. And then we went in, we warmed up. Um, Jane Sansby and Kate Denham at the time time with there and also the bluebell captain at that time victoria so she came in and she taught us um what was needed to be seen okay so she just taught you like a combination and then you just did it for jane yeah so basically um i'm not too sure if i'm allowed to say this but um we do some pieces of choreography from the show um, one of them is a more commercial, hard-hitting, strong number, and the other one is more cabaret style. It's from the show. Mm-hmm. And did they have you like do like any like strength things for them, or about like show like your ballet training at all, or was it just um, the combinations? It was just the the combinations but in the creation of the show they were doing lots of acrobatic things and and apparently it was very very long days and things but I wasn't 
in the creation. So um, for me, it was just the two combinations. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so once you got hired and you were given a contract, were you given any like guidance on how to like look through it or if there was any like negotiations or did you have any help with that? Usually there are no negotiations when it comes to the contract, unless they spell your name wrong and you have to correct them on that. Um, <laughs> but basically the contract is in French and English, so it's easy to understand. And uh, when they give it to you, um, you can ask as many questions as you want, um, but usually there are no negotiations. Gotcha. And do you, you have six days on and one day off, right? Usually, yes. When it's not COVID times, yes. Gotcha. And I'm also just kind of curious, what's like a typical day like for you? Like, because you probably work out outside of the show so that you can maintain stamina. Yeah, I get asked this a lot, but it's funny because I don't have one answer for you. Every single day is different for me. So, for example, today, I can give you today, I woke up at 10 a.m. and I had brunch with my mother's friend actually who worked at Delito as well um her name is Irma so we had lunch and then my apartment I don't have much storage so we were trying to figure out how to get more storage from Ikea and things like this so that's what happened then I went to Pilates class then I came home and I'm helping my boyfriend actually with a little bit of his business at the moment. Um, And then I had a nap, had dinner and now I'm going to work. So that was today. But um, on different days, I, I box, I try and take dance class. Um, I, I sort things out that I need to in my personal life, paperwork wise or um, what I need to do, groceries, things like this. And then other times it's seeing friends and family who are here and people who visit. So um, <laughs> it's funny, my, my boyfriend, he says, I'm, I'm like a butterfly. My life is like a butterfly, you know, just <laughs> flittering around here, there and everywhere and um, trying to prioritize what needs to come first. Yeah. Well, do we need to let you go? Sounds like... We may be at the end of our interview here. You can, let's do well, one more question. If you can, if Savannah can hang in there for one more question to wrap us up. Yeah, okay. sure. Well, um, so you were just promoted to Sublime, right? How has that transition been for you? It's been quite smooth, actually, because I did a Sublime replacement for, for about two years um before COVID hit so I was quite into that track that I'm permanently doing now um so it's nice to just do that every night and and be with the girls and dance with them and the company we all have a really good uh work environment at the moment in terms of um we're all just happy to be there working and not much you know competition or jealousy things like this at the moment um but in every company, you know, you have a little bit of it no matter what. But, no, it's really great. We're just trying to uh, keep safe at the moment with COVID and we have very strict rules that we have to follow backstage, like um, wearing masks all the time. We're not allowed to speak to each other. We're not allowed to be face-to-face. We have to be on side on. So it's full on at the moment. Um, it's not like it was before ever, I don't think. So we're trying to adjust and do the best that we can. Good questions. Yeah, because there's things like I just want to get there. And then you realize all the logistics of like, how does that work? How does it to move and 
contract. So thank you, Savannah, for doing this. And the plan is to be there in April and come see the show, which I realize it's going to have to be at least twice because I'm going to have to <laughs> want to see it probably every night. But this is super helpful. I hope, I hope I'm there when you come because I have a holidays at that time and I might go back home um, to Australia for two weeks. So if not, enjoy the show. But if yeah. you are there, of course, I will see you. Well, tell me your dates. We might make it around that because I want to see you in that position. I want to see um, you as a sublime. <laughs> Not so yet. Have, you don't have to tell everybody else your vacation, but we'll do that privately and it may make right, some decisions. Right. <laughs> that is actually a good idea, but it doesn't really I, matter. But anyway. I was trying to convince your mom to come at the same time and get some other bluebells to join us so we could have a mini reunion and come see the show. So I would love to see you in it. So thanks for doing that. And this is going to come out in December if we just Hannah's journey so far. And then as we get closer, Wonders. that will change. And maybe we'll do some interviews there in Paris with you. Okay. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Savannah. So we lost track of how many, but this is the December edition of Showgirl Training with Hannah Mooney. And each month we've been coming back to see what we're working on and getting ready for Paris. And we just completed a Showgirl series that I taught. We did three two-hour sessions and we worked on different things. We did fan choreography, we did the showgirl walks, and then we did like a kind of cheesy musical theater-ish kind of thing. So <laughs> we just got done nice and sweaty. Yep. <laughs> um, but I would like for you to share a little bit of what, what this has been. Because like you said, this training is different than what you're doing other places. It's different mm -hmm. than the heels. So yeah, what was this for you? What's to yeah. out? Well, yeah, any opportunity to practice um, and grow in this style um, I want to jump at, uh, especially because there's only so much time before we're leaving. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I loved how it started off with like, first of all, getting to know each other um, and uh, talking about like what being, what you see at, in a showgirl, you showed us those videos and, uh, and like the costumes and like what you see in their performance. And, you know, we were all saying like, it's, elegant and classy and uh confident and I don't remember some of the other unapologetic, unapologetic. yeah um so just kind of like finding that in yourself by moving around to these you know you had like these exercises uh to help us find our inner beauty and I think that that is super important and easy to be forgotten that uh you were a soul that loves to dance um and this is just another form of getting to do that so yeah so I loved how it started off like that and then obviously you go through like the bevel and the walks and it's always good to get a refresher on that um and the choreography it's just it's so hard like you'll just be standing there and like you'll be sweating <laughs> and it's unlike anything else um but yeah, I definitely, I had my struggles still. I still got those pancakes. I'm kicking. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good because yeah. we now we know we'll focus on that and we'll pinpoint. But these other things are starting to be yeah. in your body where you don't have to like. Well, I, I want to talk about that too, because you take Isaiah's heels mm -hmm. and Natalia's and they're all different. But I was saying, if you can do all of them really well, you can switch it up. Has that been a struggle? Like when you're, when you do this and you go take somebody else to, or can you switch it up and why, why it feels different in your body? Like how you're standing and what your focus is. It was difficult, like coming back from, uh, the pandemic, uh, because I had done so much with Natalia's ballroom style heels. And so it was very like sitting into your hip. Um, and then like 
I had totally forgotten how to do a showgirl bevel. And I was like, oh, that's right. It's more pulled up. It's, you're not sitting, your bevel's different. Uh, your energy's just going up and out. And then I've only recently started taking Isaiah's, but his is similar to Natalia's. It's uh, just very like sassy and you're using like your lines differently. Uh, I feel like I've been doing, I've been doing all three styles consistently the last four months. And so it's gotten easier yeah. to distinguish between all of them. And I feel like I've gotten a lot better and had conversations with everybody and they think that I'm getting better too. Yeah. So that's good. It's like, it looks like it's in you now. It's mm -hmm. not like I'm putting on a style. Like we even said, not, I'm not putting on a costume. It's mm -hmm. like the beauty, then this is all an enhancement instead of like, oh, it's all about the costume. It's all about right. this one style. Because we thought we were going to Paris in November and then lots of things changed that. So the goal is April. So this is going to come out. This is all for Patreon, but then we're going to put all these together, which you haven't heard any of them. No, and I'm a little nervous journey, about what I said. <laughs> you know, it's all good. And then we're going to, uh, in January, pick it back up again with the intention of going in April. So mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit more specific of what we're working on mm -hmm. and like figuring out where we're going to go and all the connections that we're trying to make. So we're going to leave this wonderful um, episode here with you singing because I want everybody to know that Hannah is an amazing dancer. She's an amazing performer, but she's got this incredible voice. Uh, we're going to take a pause. We're going to pause it. And we're going to edit it. So this is, I want to say you're welcome. Okay. So this is our <laughs> Christmas gift to you. It's Hannah Mooney. She's going to be singing. Um, Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Oh, <laughs> 
Christmas. <laughs>